Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super superfood on the planet, breast milk. Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins actually found in breast milk. We're the first and only US-made formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We even conducted the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in a quarter century with clinically proven benefits like easier digestion, less spit up and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. And we make our own formula in the USA and our very own factories in Iowa, Oregon and Pennsylvania. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values, Around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Gigi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi and have Paul with me tonight. Hey guys. <laughs> and tonight's topic is on... Improving One's Life Through Sex and BDSM. <laughs> and I know for me, I've been on this path for many years, working with my sexuality and really building sexual energy and 
experiencing pleasures and exploring sexuality at very deep levels, as well as BDSM. And I know it's improved my life tremendously, not just in my sex life, but my whole life. Through this process, I feel much more confident. I feel much more whole as a person. But Paul, what are some of your thoughts? Honestly, I suggested this topic today because I know that it's a new year and many people are making new resolutions to improve themselves and make themselves better people. And it got me thinking that in this past year, the thing that has really helped me to to grow and to change and to learn has been the training that I've gone through with you and how ripe the the training that I am going through with you is for bringing about a change and and a betterment in people. It's definitely done that in my life. And I've become more, like you were saying, I've become more confident as a human being and uh, and a stronger person, but it's also helped me work on my psychological issues and helped me work through my trauma and work through my emotions. I am much better at recognizing how I am inside of myself as things are happening. And that's been very powerful in my life. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring up this subject. Oh, okay. Yeah. And as you were talking, one thing that came to mind for me is this concept of mindfulness. And there's been even books on mindful masturbation, becoming more mindful of our bodies and fully present. And I think part of the discipline of working with your sex energy and really getting more in tune with your body, it helps us become more mindful. I was kind of thinking the other day how I know my life was pretty stress-filled at one point, and a lot of the stress was just from living in a sex-negative culture and working a job and working on a career, even going through college when I was in college. All those added pressures, and for parts of my life, I've sex kind of went to the back burner, so to speak. But by practicing sexuality each day through my morning affirmations and through some of the sex rituals I do, it has centered me. You know, our bodies are really designed for sex. Our whole neurological system is. And when we tap into the pleasures and it produces 
really good chemicals for us that helps us feel happier and, and more in tune with ourselves. What are some of the benefits you've discovered? Through some of our workings together, I've really learned how to... And so one of the things that we do is that through service to you, I've had to set a schedule. I've had to learn how to designate daily tasks and have to accomplish them. And that's not always been a thing I'm very good at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but through having to do that with you through service, I've had to do it for myself. I've had to get good at setting daily tasks and staying on top of them. Mm-hmm. And it's been incredibly good for me. It's made me be a productive person. Every day that I wake up, I have a set number of tasks that I set for myself every day, and then I accomplish them. And it leads me to feeling fulfilled and feeling like I'm a productive person. And that's not something I would have done before. And it's it's really been so good in my life to be able to set those tasks and then go about them. And I know that I have you perform erotic time mm-hmm. each day and keep mm-hmm. a journal. Mm-hmm. And how have those impacted your life? <laughs> oh, very, very much. My, like you were talking about, having an erotic daily practice it does boost my energy very very much and it also boosts my confidence because i didn't feel very strong in my sexual prowess before i before i started doing the 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 um, practices that you put before me and I I had a fairly I, I had a fairly high sex drive but I felt that my performance was lacking I had problems with premature ejaculation I uh, I just was very underconfident and in my abilities and then you know we, we started working together two years ago and uh, you know about six months ago I, I got into my first sexual relationship outside of you and I know that my boyfriend absolutely loves everything that I've been learning um, because he had, he hadn't really been very sexually fulfilled in his life before I came into his life. And we 
you know, we have amazing sex. And I know that a lot of that is because of the training that I've gone through under you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I know that uh, just practicing how the body works and tantric circles and mm-hmm. enticing a partner sexually and mm-hmm. building that energy up before you get into genital to genital or genital oral play mm-hmm. it really it's awakening the kundalini it's mm-hmm. awakening her passion to a deeper level mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some of the specific things that you've really gotten a lot out of through this training how's well, it impacted your life <clears throat> one one of the the practices that you started me on that's really been very powerful in my life is learning how to edge an orgasm for a very very long time where you have me stimulate myself to where I'm close to orgasm and then stay right on that edge and then without letting myself go over it. And, you know, when you first um, started working with me, I, you know, I had a, a very difficult time, you know, masturbating fully uh, for longer than 15 minutes and I think uh, the other night I I edged for four or five hours and that has been so incredibly powerful it has really unleashed a, a sexual powerhouse in me that I, I and that I can't describe and you know when I say four or five hours that's not just masturbating for four or five hours that's staying right on that edge for the whole time and it's it's one of those altered states because after you stay on that edge for very long you go into a completely different place that's almost not of this world and it you know every bit of your body is tingling and achy and just screaming for orgasm by the end Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely amazing (coughs) (coughs) I know that it is reaching a whole different level of consciousness. It's reaching a new awareness. And we talk about it on this show, but I'd like to kind of reinforce the impact it has. I know for me, when I first started these practices, it really transformed my life. It gave me passion and a whole new way of seeing the world, even outside of the sex play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that's and, the thing that, uh, uh, if you don't mind me interjecting. Sure. 
that's the thing that really uh, struck me, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring this talk topic up is because when I got into all of this with you, I I thought it was just a a way to have a better sex life, but I found that going through this process, it's given me a better outlook on life. I am mentally much happier than I've been in years. I am healthier than I've been in years. I, you know, I, I feel productive. I feel useful. I don't doubt myself the way that I used to. It's, it's been so incredible for me. And we haven't talked about this much, but has it transformed how you feel about your body? Do you feel more sexy and beautiful? I, I, I really do. Um, <clears throat> so there's a part of our training that, uh, that you put a lot of people through, not just me, mm-hmm. which is the, the, the body, uh, what is it? The body, body image healing. The body image healing. Mm-hmm. And when we went through that part of my training, I, I didn't think I needed very much healing in my body image. I have always had a fairly high, uh, opinion of my body and how I felt inside of it. But definitely as I've gone through this training, I do feel like I exude, uh, I exude confidence and, and sex energy and learning how to exude that, you know, in, uh, in public, uh, through just force of will. And I've definitely noticed, you know, people noticing me more after I've, I've gone through this mm-hmm. process. It's <laughs> really amazing. And one of the things that, for me, what I experienced when I first started on this path was that my whole life had been kind of unaware. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought, oh, I'm, you know, not that bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it transformed my life when I started practicing these things. And all of a sudden, it's it's like I didn't realize what was possible Mm -hmm. until it happened. And... A lot of times we don't even see there's a problem because we've been in it for our entire life. And I think that's one of the things that really struck me about practicing tantric sex is that, and BDSM is that oftentimes it's like waking up from a dream. <laughs> All of a sudden we realize, oh, there's a whole nother dimension to life that's incredible. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, it it's one of the things that I've kind of been through in different ways in my life a lot. Um, I remember 
three years ago when I first went to my therapist and I got diagnosed with depression. Uh, and I told all of my friends that I had gotten diagnosed with depression. And it it didn't surprise any of my friends other than me that I had been. I have a lot of things like that in my life where, you know, I'm, I might have something that's going on that I don't see, but other people see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you become aware of it and you start working on it, that's when people start to notice. And I think one of the benefits I've noticed is that raising sexual energy each day does combat depression and mm-hmm. that, I, you know, there's times in my life where I felt like I was going to have a bad day. I'd gotten mm-hmm. up on the wrong side of the bed and and I don't experience that anymore because of these practices. Each day is an adventure now <laughs> and it's and I think I've gotten to a level where when I do my edging and my morning affirmations, I've raised all this incredible sexual energy throughout my entire body, and it's it just gets to higher and higher levels <laughs> as I learn and grow and mm-hmm. develop these techniques. And it is something that's changes over time as we practice it. We get better at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we've been talking a lot on the sexual side. What are some of the things in BDSM that have helped you? Well, I I think that the, the core of what has helped me in BDSM, uh, well, a, a, a big part of what's helped me in BDSM has been overcoming trauma because mm-hmm. uh, I when I started working with you uh, again you know to go back to you know how there are things that are that affect me that I don't realize are affecting me you know uh, when we first started talking about my sexual trauma I didn't think it was really affecting me even though I had gone through some pretty serious sexual traumas in the past. And it wasn't until we started working through them that I realized how deeply they had been um, operating on me Mm -hmm. uh, for, for years. And through BDSM, we were able to face those traumas head on and deal with them one by one. And it wasn't always easy. It definitely wasn't always easy. But the the results have been absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm no longer scared in the same way that I was of, uh, you know... Uh, you know, stranger danger and being, you know, I had uh, problems with, uh, you know, particularly older men uh, because that's where most of my sexual trauma had come from. 
And I don't feel I'm operating on the same level as I used to. I've gotten much more comfortable inside my body. And also, uh, you know, when I'm out in public, I don't feel myself having the same reactions that I used to. And uh, there is a sense of what I, for lack of a better word, muscle memory, mm -hmm. or sometimes just body part memory. Mm -hmm. And when we get abused or misused or go through mm -hmm. traumas, it stays in our bodies until we can work through it. Yeah, And that's one of the powers of BDSM mm -hmm. is that you can do some role playing and some reenactments and mm -hmm. really get in touch with and release some of that stuff we store in our bodies. Oh yeah. <coughs> and another another part of it is that you know through uh I I deal with a lot of daily chronic pain and I've always kind of you know run away from my pain and I think most of that was a coping mechanism um, but you know through <coughs> sorry through experiencing the the extreme pain through uh, through BDSM now my Daily pain doesn't bother me as much, and I've I've gotten a much uh, better sense of my body and my capabilities, and and also like by not running away from my pain, I am much better uh, capable to listen to it and listen. To whether, like, is this a regular daily pain or is this more? Is this a pain I need to listen to or is it one that, you know, I can kind of ignore? Mm -hmm. And that's been monumentally important in my life. And I would like to say about pain, pain and pleasure are pretty closely connected. They register in pretty close proximity in the brain. And learning how to work with pain is an incredible gift. <laughs> mm -hmm. Learning how to not run from it, but to breathe it in and do the breath work and really take it in fully and embrace it mm -hmm. can be a very powerful tool. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. What are some of the, I know we've been doing a lot of different scenes and over the year, and what are some of the things that have stood out in particular for you, or what did you uh, really enjoy at a deep level? <laughs> well, um... <clears throat> So I remember one particular scene uh, where it was 
one of the first time that you had, uh, so one of the things that me and you do is uh, punishments when there's some some misstep that I've done that that I need to make up for, and we do punishments to change my behavior and to help me grow and learn and become a better uh, version of myself. And it was one of the first punishments where you uh, had injected some sexuality into the punishment. And I remember having the scene where you you were doing that and there was this moment where I felt extremely vulnerable and uh, a little uh, weird that you know, there was sexuality as a form of punishment. And that made me feel uncomfortable and it brought up, you know, some of those past traumas. But then all of a sudden, I got really turned on by it. And I embraced being turned on by the idea of of you know being a sex object and um having some of those feelings that had felt toxic before allowing them to uh, to turn me on and being okay with that uh and it opened up a new a new level in me and it honestly opened up one of the best tools that I've had since then for for dealing with my trauma and that was an incredibly powerful night it meant so so much to me (laughs) and you know, that's one of the things that's really interesting inside of BDSM is, so, you know, because BDSM is, <coughs> because BDSM is something that pushes us to our limits sometimes, um, you, you get put in these places that initially will feel uncomfortable and then by sitting with it for a little while it will up open up something new that is completely magical and i think that that's a a very powerful form of magic honestly mm-hmm. and it it it's it's one of the things I really love about BDSM. And that BDSM is so full of paradoxes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I found when I was a submissive was that when I gave up my power to someone else 
and went through scenes with them as a submissive, it empowered me. And it empowered the inner child within that was scared and lost and mm-hmm. and terrified in many ways <laughs> in life. And all of a sudden, the terror was gone. The fears were gone because I went through this process. And it's just, it is magical. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we're to our station break time, and I'd like to take a few moments and let you know that I'm working on a project for Valentine's Day. Well, actually, it's going to start before Valentine's Day, and I'll be putting a, a link on my website to the project, but basically, it's preparing oneself to become a better lover in time for Valentine's Day to, it's called, um, oh, what's the name? Um, Living a Sex-Positive Lifestyle. And basically, it's a set of tools to empower yourself. And it's a process to go through. There's going to be several webinars. I'm going to release them one at a time. And they're going to be time-limited. They'll only be up for 48 hours. But you can purchase the whole set during the series for a reduced price of $69. After the series, and after Valentine's Day, the price will go to its regular price of 187 But you can watch the them as they're released in that time-limited window free of charge. (laughs) So that'll be on my website, ravenslayerleather.com. And while we're talking about Ravenslayer, I also have a link um, at at Ravenslayer to our Patreon page where if you get something out of this show and you want to help help us out, you can donate whatever amount you like, dollar a month or $3 a month or whatever's within your budget. It would really help us get more equipment and put on better shows. <laughs> Anything you want to add, Paul? Also through... Also through the RavenslayerLeather.com website, you can find many different training videos that we have put out to help you have a better sex life and provide uh, more in-depth sexual training than we go through on our podcasts that we do and that's another great way to help us help support us and help us bring out the quality content that we strive to and some of those i've taken down until because i'm redoing some of them because the quality isn't as good as i'd like it to be Mm -hmm. but they'll be coming back one by one as i re-record them but they are videos that will change your life (laughs) Mm -hmm. and learn new things 
Well, back to our topic. <clears throat> Unless you had anything else you wanted to add. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the spiritual growth in all this because I know for me, a part of sex and BDSM are spiritual, mm -hmm. very spiritual in nature. In nature. Um, I know for me, I've had out-of-body experiences. I've had transformations. Mm -hmm. I've reached these different levels of consciousness. And I remember reading long ago stories about shamans taking a person on a journey into the trance and non-material world, the non-material realm, actually. Mm -hmm. And... Lo and behold, as I got into BDSM and into tantric sex and some of the sex magic work I do, all of a sudden I realized, wow, this is, they did use different methods, many mm -hmm. shamans, but this was what it was all about, mm -hmm. that inward journey, mm -hmm. that inner journey where we empower ourselves and learn new life lessons and become stronger and more amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. What have been some of your more spiritual side, or have there been uh, kind of a uh, spiritual side to uh, all this definitely. for you? For me, it is very largely spiritual. So I remember when I started training under you, I talked a lot about how I had lost touch with my spiritual side. I felt like I had been very spiritual earlier in my life, and I had kind of lost track of it. And through the workings that we do, I've definitely gotten much more spiritual. Um, you know, the, the edging experiences that I was talking about, that's definitely... Because it really does get you in that uh, state where when you're so close to that edge and all of your nerve endings are firing off all at the same time, you do go to this place where your body is so overstimulated, you're not inside your body anymore, you're somewhere else and it's really amazing and because a lot of what we work with are different kinds of rituals and things like that learning the the power of ritual or at least in my case relearning the power of ritual has been very strong in my life and rituals can can be anything like you know, a lot of people get kind of wrapped up in what a ritual is supposed to be. But a ritual is anything that you that helps you set your intention. But, you know, setting up different rituals for yourself. Like, if you do start doing a, a, a daily masturbation practice or you know a an erotic 
meditation or something like that, taking a few minutes before you do that and focusing on your breath, lighting candles, lighting incense, doing things to set the space that you are going to do your ritual in. I know one of the things that you like to do to to start a ritual is to call the corners, but you can use any of these things, but you you get to decide which of these tools that you use, but setting up these uh, things that you do to set your intention for what you're about to do really helps focus the power of what you're doing. And at the heart of that is spirituality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is something that anybody can access. And it can, where I learned a lot of mine from was through pagan groups and through through Burning Man events and through BDSM groups. Each of them a little different flavor, different approach, but each of them had a different thing to offer that was very powerful. And so search out some groups, Mm -hmm. join some groups and learn and become involved because is such an amazing journey. I remember when I first started getting into paganism at a more organized level where I joined a pagan group because I was solo pagan for many years. Just joining the group opened up whole new doors for me (laughs) because I learned how other people were doing it and learned from them and discovered that, oh, I don't have to invent the wheel (laughs) or reinvent the wheel. I can learn from others and develop and grow and become part of a community, a a sex more sex-positive community. And it's amazing some of the different groups out there, what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. I remember going to my first Burning Man event. It was a regional one here in Texas, but it was just like I'd gone into this whole new world and it was like magic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, there is all kinds of art and music and people and community and it was like I truly did come home. Anything you want to add about some of the alternative communities out there and what they can help in this process? Well, I'd like to share a story from just earlier in the week. So there was an event that I went to. So our, our local Burning Man group does an event every Tuesday where there's a fifth Tuesday in the week called Naked Tuesday and uh, this last one happened to fall over New Year's Eve and we set up an event at here in in Houston there's actually a 
uh, a local voodoo temple. So we set it up at a voodoo temple and going and seeing what they were doing there was really incredible because I had been, you know, a little bit acquainted with voodoo before that, but not very heavily. But just going there and seeing the temple and seeing how they did things. Like I remember one of the things that I did was I brought a, an offering of fruit and in voodoo there are uh, different loa that they uh, that they worship and the loa are ancestors that had once been people that are venerated in voodoo and they had this this uh, altar that was to you know I believe six different loa and you know I had brought an assortment of fruit and I had given it up as an offering and one of the 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 temple workers helped me to to give the offering and for each offering of fruit we chose different loas because like one of them really liked citrus so all of the citrus went to her and then another one got this and that and with each one there was a, a different you know kind of a, a, a dance offering that was was given and there was different ways to 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 offer it to each of the different loa but it was just really powerful to be present in that and also to see how the temple ran because the there was the the head person who was over everything who was the master of everyone and everyone else was under him and it was just really incredibly powerful to see how the whole thing worked and came together and i would like to jump in and say that the media and tv shows and have really misrepresented what voodoo is oh, yeah. <laughs> to a large extent oh, so yeah, for sure uh don't let the name voodoo scare you away because it's totally different than what you think it would be. Oh, it, it definitely is. Voodoo in general is is a, a practice of peace and, and of love and caring. The practitioners that I've met have all been amazing, very spiritual, wonderful people, and... One of the things that I really like about voodoo is it's very accepting of all of the alternative lifestyles. And I would like to say with the pagan community, the BDSM community, and the Burning Man communities are all very GLBT friendly. Oh, yeah. And very accepting of all different paths. <laughs> mm -hmm. In fact, the two pagan organizations I belong to here in Texas not only celebrate different sexual orientations and transgender, they also celebrate 
and welcome many different pagan paths. We have mm -hmm. Celtic, we have just tons of different faiths mm -hmm. and belief systems. And I love the harmony that mm -hmm. comes with that, that we're different, but we share, we have similarities in our differences. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gigi, would you like to share the story that you've shared with me several times about the the people that wanted to do the croning and the... Um, saging. <clears throat> yeah, the saging and the croning ceremony with you? And a lot, yeah, I'll share that. One of the things that I've been in the pagan community for many, many years, and most of the pagan campgrounds are either clothing optional or partially clothing are optional. And so I run around naked a lot. <laughs> and I have a penis and what looks like male genitalia, but um, intersex doctors created that illusion and I talked many years around the fire saying campfire saying well no I'm not a male I'm part female I'm part male but the doctors created this illusion and people still looked at me as male because they just saw the outer appearance the illusion but I also have female parts inside and even in my psychological when I was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia, they did a lot of neuropsychs. And each one said that my thinking was more feminine than masculine. And there are differences in the male brain and the female brain. And so I said, I'm a she-man. I'm a lady boy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And for years, people just saw me what they saw saw me as what they saw. And then it was a few years, you know, I've talked about this many, many times. And, you know, a lot of people would eventually come around and say, okay, you are a little bit different. Even my skeletal bone structure is partly effeminate. And I have almost no Adam's apple. And... So I do have a lot of the feminine traits, even in my skeletal makeup. Even my hands are, my fingers are very long, and my hands are definitely not male hands. <laughs> and so just talking around and sharing who and what I am and running Aphrodite's temple, people started coming around and seeing me as, okay, you are maybe more hermaphrodite than we first assumed. And then a few years ago, the elders came, approached me one day at a festival and said, we'd like to do a saging and croning. Now, saging is for elder men, and croning is for elder women. And that was the first time an organization officially recognized my status as a hermaphrodite. And it just felt so empowering and so amazing to finally be recognized for who and what I am. And I know that we had probably, I forget how many people attended, it's quite a large group. And I know through the saging and croning ritual, I was crying and laughing and just in this such a balanced state 
feeling so good within myself of being a hermaphrodite. And it just was so empowering to me. <laughs> I love that story. And, oh, it's just amazing because most, well, it's kind of weird because I do put out a lot of female energy. And when I go shopping or go to store clothing stores, clerks often go, can I help you, ma'am? <laughs> and then the, even when I haven't shaved my face in a few days and I have that little bit of whisker growth, people still say, can I help you, ma'am? <laughs> even looking at me. So there's this kind of interesting dynamic of my energy that comes across even though the doctors did what they did to make me look more male. But it's very empowering, and I think part of the healing process and coming to terms with being a hermaphrodite came through this process of sex magic and BDSM. Oh, yeah. So it's really powerful stuff, I mean. When I came out of high school, I had almost no self-esteem. I thought I was the lowest of lows. <laughs> and I'd been told that. That was what I grew up with. You're defective. You don't even think about going to college. Don't, you know, mm -hmm. you can never do anything right. And that was some of my self-talk I had to correct. I was very hard on myself coming out of high school and into young adulthood. And it wasn't until I started exploring BDSM and, and some of the tantric work that it really transformed my life. And my self-esteem grew. I learned to love myself, whereas before I, I was disgusted with myself. I loathed myself, and by going through this process, it just turned my whole life around. Mm -hmm. And it's very beautiful. I mean, I was able to succeed in college when psychologists, psychiatrists, and vocational guidance people, everybody said, oh, don't even think about college. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a big mistake. And... But I, one of my early affirmations that I told myself over and over again was that if others can learn it, it may take me longer. I may have to learn it in my own way, but if they can learn it, I can learn it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sure enough, it, I not only got my undergrad, but I got my master's degree. Mm -hmm. So it was an amazing journey. <laughs> and I owe a lot of that to this whole sex magic and BDSM mm -hmm. that I've gone through and learned and experienced. It's very powerful stuff. Now, one of the things that you touched on that you helped teach me a lot about was self-talk. and. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, self-talk, that is literally the things that you tell yourself. And I remember one of the powerful things that you told me early on is if you listen to the, the negative sex talk that 
you tell yourself, if anyone else said those things to you, would would you stick around? Would you still be their friend? And often the answer is no. But the things that we tell ourselves can sometimes be very hurtful and very vicious. Vicious. <laughs> and that's one of the the things that has helped me a lot is to pay attention to my self-talk and what I'm feeding myself. Because what you feed yourself, you become. And when you get used to telling yourself, putting yourself down and Berating telling yourself. yourself that you can't do something, that why are you even trying this? You start listening to yourself and you get demoralized. Well, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do the morning affirmations. I take them from a negative, a question, where did this come from? Is it true? Mm-hmm. And is it really serving me? Mm-hmm. And then I turn it around. And I remember some of my earlier positive self-talk that I built into my affirmations. I turned it around, and at first I didn't believe it, but I still said the words. I still said, Gigi, I love you. Gigi, you're amazing. Gigi, you're sexy and gorgeous. And over time, as I kept telling myself that, the prophecy was fulfilled. I became those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very empowering stuff. <laughs> yeah, and self-communication can be so, so powerful. I know that that's one of the ways that I've really tackled some of my emotional and psychological issues is by purposely talking to myself. When when I am feeling a negative feeling, I now can take half a beat and be like, okay, why am I feeling what I'm feeling right now? Where is this coming from? And is it true? And then, like, listening to myself. And normally, through this process, I can track down what has led me down this line of thinking. And often, I can get to the root cause of what my problem is. And normally, it's some previous thing, some previous trauma, pain that I've gone through that is causing that distress. And what I find is very helpful in those moments is to sit down and have a conversation with, because most of these things come from my childhood, and just have a conversation with that inner child within me that is still trapped in the hurt and the pain that is causing me to react the way that I'm reacting. And, you know, first of all, I tell them that, you know, I see it. I see them. And that what what I'm feeling is okay. But that there's 
context I may not be getting and you know I kind of explain why what I'm experiencing in the moment is not the same thing as, as the trauma that set it up in the first place mm-hmm. and one of the things I found with working with your mind talk is that you can transform your life by just correcting it, mm-hmm. checking it out. I'm not saying, oh, say you're something you're not, but find out what is the truth in this statement? Where did it come from? Why am I telling myself these things? And check it out. And then when you find that, oh, this I can remember when they were telling me these things when I was like, five or six years old and and it was a lie <laughs> mm-hmm. it wasn't true I was, I was very intelligent although they couldn't see that because of the severe dyslexia I have and the ADHD and yeah I couldn't stay focused <laughs> and my mind would be in 20 different directions at once it was but I didn't mean that I was stupid or mm-hmm. that I couldn't learn mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it really does help to check out your mind talk where where is it coming from and is this serving me and when I started checking it out it was very powerful stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that what you just said there was very important when you said, is this serving me? Because I think that a question more people need to ask themselves more often. Because a lot of times we set up a way of thinking that might help us in that moment, but then it becomes a a negative coping mechanism when it is no longer working. And a lot of times we need to check out the coping mechanisms that we have set up from when we were young and see if those things are still serving us. And if they are not, it's best to let go of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we've reached the top of the hour. Boy, it was... Our shows go by fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. We get to talking on this stuff, and it's like, wow, where'd the time go? <laughs> but you're listening to Adult Bedtime Stories, and I'd like to kind of wrap up and say the magic and the amazing power in sexual practices and in BDSM can be so transformative. It can really take your whole life and open new doors and new avenues that you probably couldn't even dream of at this point before going through it. I know in my life, things transformed in ways that I didn't even know were possible. (laughs) But any last Comments or thoughts? I think that one of the things that 
I hold with me that's very powerful that I've learned through all of this is that going through the process that I have with you and learning all of these skills, what has really stood out to me is eventually I got to this point where I felt like I'm good enough. I am enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can also continue to grow. And I don't... It's weird that it took being your sub to realize I don't need anyone to give me anything more. It's one of those paradoxes of BDSM. But it, it's it's very, very true. Even if you disappeared tomorrow, I would still be enough. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the the most powerful thing I've gotten out of our time together. I think one of the things I got out of BDSM early on was this whole sense of giving up my power and becoming powerless empowered me. Mm -hmm. And it seems like such a, a contradiction that how can that work? But it's amazing how it does work when we are able to give up our power to someone else, we can become empowered fully. We empower the inner child, the wounded, hurt inner child that needs someone to nurture us and bring us back to health and mental health, emotional health. And I think part of it was the being... I mean, part of why I like to combine sex and BDSM is that it is very rewarding to learn how to receive pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so many of us deny ourselves pleasure. We're in this Puritan kind of culture with such strong work ethics, it's like, oh, you're not supposed to enjoy your body and receive pleasures, especially sexual pleasures, or at least not too much. You can a little bit. And no, you are deserving of immense pleasure and ecstasy. And that's what I discovered through this process is that not only am I worthy of, and well, not only am I enough, I'm worthy of pleasure of giving and receiving. It is my gift to myself and to those around me. Well, you've been listening to Adult Bedtime Stories and explore, check out your mind talk, but also take some time to pleasure yourself. See where pleasure can take you. It's an amazing thing, amazing gift you can give yourself. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Enjoy your sexy body. Take pleasure and see where you can go with it. Take yourself to higher levels of pleasure. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting 
that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world.